Hey, my name is Eric, and you're listening to Viral Positivity, a podcast providing community-sourced updates, advice, and encouragement. I'm Chris Weibel. I'm in Tomball, Texas, just north of Houston. I've been working at a factory. They're like the largest uh, air conditioned manufacturer. They do the fabrication on one side of the building and the assembly on the other side. So it's all in-house pretty much except for materials. So, you know, we start seeing the, the reports from China, the, you know, obviously, and it's that usual, it's not going to happen here, you know, and then it starts to be a concern at work because there are over 5,000 employees there. It's open 24 hours. There's three major shifts. There's people on top of each other, you know, on assembly lines and stuff it starts getting a little creepy. You know, you start seeing more and more people at mass, more and more people not showing up. And you start getting a lot more concerned about, well, I'm touching things that everybody else is touching and I'm passing them on to other people. I'm standing in lines at the time clock at the break room. And it's like being in a hive. If there's a breeding ground for this, it's here. You know, there were little signs uh, together. We can stop the coronavirus spread, wash your hands, you know, but still making us use the same work gloves. We have sleeves, things like that, that we're only issued once a week. There was a fist fight that broke out one day because a dude sneezed on another guy. Oh, uh, uh, was it a Chinese guy? No, he, he wasn't Chinese. He was Asian, though, and accused of being Chinese when he sneezed. And that started a fight. When you start getting that tension like that, and somebody doesn't understand what's going on. And they all they know is that it's a Chinese virus. I get it from Chinese people. And this Asian guy just sneezed near me. It's just leads to such ludicrous, like it sounds silly talking about it, but the guy that got mad and shoved the other guy wasn't laughing about it, you know? And it's just a weird feeling being in the middle of it. And kind of, it felt like I was kind of daydreaming, walking through, you know, the surreal setting. On the 23rd, I had my reservations about what was going on. My girlfriend, her boss had already given her a uh, paid leave. You could kind of see it on everybody's face that they were worried, but nobody wanted to be the one that said it. On March 24th, the stay at home for uh, Harris County was announced. We had a fire alarm that morning. You know, we all have to report out to certain sections of the parking lot and everybody's on top of each other and making jokes about the few people who are trying to stand a little, you know, a little further away. Nobody's taking this seriously. These are like supervisors and stuff. At the end of the shift, they call us all together. They're telling us the announcement had been made and they're going to be giving us work permits because we were considered essential. And we're all in a big pile listening to this. A couple of us standing toward the back. And again, there's like jokes about us standing to the back. That was the tone. And I decided when I got home, like, look, I'm just going to call them. I'm just going to stay home until the stay at home order is lifted. Don't know if that jeopardizes my job or what, but at the time I'm just like, this is getting way too real. So I stayed home for a couple of days was really, did I overreact? Did I, you know, how do I feel about this? How am I just going to like catch a bunch of crap when I get back over there by everybody who stayed? That was on a Tuesday. By that Friday, they had got a case in the building, said we're shutting down for the weekend and we're going to clean everything uh, to OSHA standards and everybody can come back on Monday. One, it's the almost morbid relief that, okay, I was kind of right in that. But two, it's like, am I still overreacting? Because they just feel like they're going to go in and lice all the place over the weekend and we'll be good. On Monday, they came back. On Tuesday, they sent them home halfway through the day because there were three or four more cases, which automatically to me means it's like when you find a cockroach, <laughs> there's a thousand somewhere else. They actually shut down 
for the long term only because they were kind of forced to because somebody that worked there got the local news to go and do a report at the place. I was wondering how Lafayette, is it like a ghost town or it's just like normal? People are generally just out driving around and like back to normal life around here. They're pretty much saying that the order never instructed a bunch of businesses to close that did close. So they were just like, bam, like reopened. Wow. The governor of Louisiana issued a stay-at-home order on March 23rd. So he did the stay-at-home order. Everybody stayed at home and all these businesses closed. But then Lafayette encounters this giant loophole. The governor's order specifically required certain businesses to close. There's a second list of businesses that was considered essential. But then there's the third group of businesses where it wasn't specified what would happen with the businesses. Lafayette government said that the governor's order didn't address that and said that it never did address that. They're like almost saying like we should have been open the whole time. Word magic. (laughs) Some weird shit. Yeah, lawyer shit. Legalese, you know, as soon as these companies hear that they're about to like lose business for a while, they're going to go straight to these people that they've probably been paying off in the first place all this time and say, hey, what's going on here? You're going to put us out of business if you do this. So they're all looking at, man, am I going to get reelected? Am I going to lose the money that's going in my pocket? Am I going to, they have to make their decisions on public health based on that. The argument has always been, well, what's going to do about all those jobs? And what's, you know, and it's never about, well, who's going to work there when we're all dead? (laughs) I've never known of anyone in that building, and I've worked pretty much all over the building that worked on uh, ventilators. But whenever it came down to it looked like people were getting shut down except for essential, all of a sudden we were known for our ventilators. And <laughs> on the work permit we received and all that, it was like this this person worked, you know, known for air conditioners, ventilators, and eh, you know, who am I? I don't run the company, but I've never seen anything about ventilators in there. Here in Tomball, you still see in maybe not the same amount of traffic, but there's still traffic. We go to the HEB pretty regularly. You know, they have it spaced out. There's little stickers on the floor to try to keep everybody apart, which for the most part seems to work. A lot of people are wearing masks, but not everybody. We haven't really started wearing masks yet, but I believe tomorrow it becomes mandatory. We've been staying inside, being busy, you know. We've had our off-the-rails moments, too. We we get a little cabin feverish. Uh, I would say if you're a movie person, play movie games. Like, we've been putting numbers in the hat. A bunch of movies she's never seen or I've never seen. And just kind of randomly picking them. Like, we've been cooking, you know, she'll cook supper, I'll cook supper or breakfast. We've been framing up posters and putting them all nice in the wall just little projects share chores just little things like that i find is keeping us sane as it stands we're waiting to hear when the um, stay-at-home lifts but it's looking like thursday or friday unless it gets delayed but it just by skimming the news it looks like everybody's kind of uh gearing for around then to open up so i don't see us uh extending they claim there's you know all kind of new standards put in place and they're going to be checking temperatures on the way through the door and this and that which it all sounds like a step in the right direction but what i feel from the previous thing earlier they said what people wanted to hear and continue to do the same thing that they always did i'm just so scared that that's exactly what's going on again. People just can't wait for it to be over with. You know, they're like, man, as soon as this is over, I'm going to, I'm going to like, no, this, this ain't going to be over in that way. <laughs> and you're not going to do that thing. You keep saying you're going to, it's not going to be that way anymore. Movie theaters, that's got to change. Being musicians and depending on bars for that, depending on venues for that, 
that's all going to change. We can't just like say, okay, everybody can just go straight to the bar now and go see a show and be all packed on top of each other and sweaty. There's going to be weird little things that we might be part of the last generations that experience, you know, the way those things happened. It's scary. It's scary looking at what the transition that it's happening, but it's going to be, it's, it, you know, it's inevitable. I think there's pluses in all this and there's people all over that are figuring out things that they didn't know they could do or they used to like doing, but don't do anymore. And, you know, even if everybody goes back to work for the same amount of hours they were doing before, just to be able to remember that there was this thing that I appreciate now that I used to appreciate and I had forgotten about. When they have time off, it's not like, you know, eat some macaroni and watch Archie Bunker, like actually do that thing that you like doing.